Welcome to the Super Fantasy Bros podcast, which is part of the Triple Play Fantasy Network. I am one half of the team, Kevin Coleman, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, Jacob Dunn. Jacob, how's your week, man? How's everything been going? Man, I am honestly burnt out from the beginning of the school year. But hey, just knowing that we're only two weeks away from the NFL season, it gives me life, Kevin. How about You're you? giving me a little life. Yeah, no, I feel you. We're, we're bringing the energy. It is nice to come on here and talk to good people and just kind of talk about football and kind of get my mind off all the other noise out there yes. and stuff and, and and help everybody else out there and talk about it. I think we know we've had a good show, and I think that it's it's definitely grown, so we appreciate you guys. So it's nice for you guys to give us that break because I definitely need it. Uh, but on today's yes. show, we are going to be covering recent news, unfortunately, and more injury news. I'm so sick of injuries. Let's just bottle these guys up and not let them you know, be injured anymore. And then we're going to be participating in a 12-team, one-quarterback PPR mock draft. So we're going to be doing a mock for you guys, kind of talk about recent news that we've been into. Also, where should we draft these guys? How's that going? And going through there. So um, that's what we're going to be talking about. And we'll, before, you know, let's go. Let's get into it. Let's do it. Here we go. So, you know what? We're going to go into it right away. Recent news, Travis Etienne, Jacob. He is out for the year. List Frank surgery looks like he's done. What, you know, this is just terrible news. And I mean, it gives us content to talk about, but it just, I, it right. sucks for the kid. It sucks for everything there. So initial just fallout. What do you think from this injury? Just unbelievable. I mean, we were just touting him as like a sleeper, you know, because he was being taken in like the RB 35s to 40s. And we we're like, this guy is going to be the offense there. He should be taken, you know, as like a low end RB2. Uh, yeah. So, you know, it's crushing, but it, there was a significant impact in my rankings personally. Like James Robinson, he shot up, he shot up. 13 spots from my RB30 to my RB17 right in front of Joe Mixon, Chris Carson, and Josh Jacobs. So he sneaks into that mid-tier RB2 level uh, just because he's going to have so much volume heading heading his way. You know, Mm -hmm. he was looked at just as like the goal line back, like the short yardage back, first down, second down. But now, you know, he is the de facto back there in Jacksonville. And this also gives life to Carlos Hyde. He comes out of mm-hmm. nowhere in, to and he climbs up to my RB48. So deep league managers should definitely keep Hyde on your radar, which I didn't think that was anything I would say this season, but here we are. Um, and then we're going to go over to LaVisca Chenault, who moves up from my wide receiver 39 to my wide receiver 33 in front of Curtis Samuels, OBJ, and Juju. Visca had seven targets last game. So they were they were forcing him. They were getting him the ball in open space, manufacturing touches. So, you know, it only amounted to 35 yards, but he's going to have that solid floor, and Meyer is going to force feed him the ball. So I like him as like a safe wide receiver three option. Uh, and lastly, okay. I moved up Marvin Jones Jr. up up from my wide receiver 54 to 45. Not because of the ETN injury necessarily, but just because Lawrence has been targeting him like a madman over these past two games. So I really like him as a sleeper. 
No, I, I like that. Uh, you know, I'm devastated by the ETN news. And, you know, surprisingly, I don't have ETN and Dynasty. Like, so I'm in a lot of leagues and I actually have no shares of him. I think it just, his price to me was just, it would never fit what I was looking for drafting wise. Uh, I like to look at it from a, a dynasty perspective. I think this is a great time to go out and buy ETN. Or this yeah. is a great time yeah. to kind of like be on that, you know, for those contending teams that maybe have him. Uh, you can maybe get some pieces for him. Uh, right now, the news is pretty early. So obviously trading for him is probably going to be out of question. But he's going to be a buy candidate the rest of the year. Uh, mm-hmm. Man, we talk about that. That's someone there. And you know what? I, I put this on Twitter and then I teach. And so I don't have to get all the trolls that come after me like they did today. <laughs> I'm still selling James Robinson. I don't care what anybody says. I know that he's going to, you know, if you're a contender, obviously you might want to hold. And I get that. I understand that from your perspective. Like, hey, I'm going to contender. Um, and I understand there, but you can still sell him for now a first and yeah. something. And everybody was all worried about ETN taking a spot this year. They lost out on that value. And then I say that, and some guys like, oh, well, you might, these fantasy people don't like um, players that score points. Wow, that was funny. And I did chuckle. <laughs> At the same time, you can trade James Robinson for multiple pieces that can score you points, right. and you're going to get a first for him. So I'm still on the board of trading James Robinson. I think that offensive line struggled, and what you saw in that, um, in those preseason games, that offensive line is bad. And that offense is going to take some time right. to gel. I'm actually kind of getting a little nervous about that offense a little bit. Mm-hmm. Lawrence hasn't looked amazing. Let's be honest. He, his progressions have not looked great. His reads have not looked great. So, like, I don't trust Urban Meyer as well. Like, I still think you can sell Robinson like he's a running back one, and he and he's not. So, I'm still on the sell of James Robinson train. I have no shares because I sold him one. I had him in one league and I sold him for a first before the ETN news happened. Um, but I would still do it. I don't understand why people are so hesitant uh, to sell him unless you're contending. I get it. And everything's all about roster construction. But um, I'm out. I'm out. I, I, I don't want him on my rosters for Dynasty if I can get a better return. I respect that just because, you know, this is probably James Robinson's last year of fantasy dominance. And by mm-hmm. dominance, I just mean the amount of volume that he's going to get is going to push him into the RB2 territory. So I like what you're saying, Kevin. Cash in now or you will be holding James Robinson next year and he's not going to have much of a role because it's going to be ETN and most likely another running back that they draft if Robinson doesn't doesn't deliver this season. So I like that take, Kevin. Sell James Robinson for everything that you can get. And I, and I know, and I know, he's running back seven last year, and everybody touts that. But that's an outlier. I don't care what anybody right. says. That that's an outlier season that he had. I don't see him getting becoming. He's not going to be in the top twelve running backs this year. And you can sell no. him as a twelve top twelve running back. So like, you make dynasty too hard, everybody. Like, if he's getting if he's getting touted as a top twelve running back, you sell him for that price when the, you expect him not to be. I'm fine. I actually have other running backs that have, that matter on my team. I can sell him for better assets and get future assets. That's how you can compete in dynasty every year uh and you know selling him doesn't mean that you're losing even if you're a mid-tier team even if you're a contender if the right deal comes along you could still get a top 12 price for an asset that you couldn't do that what yesterday and that's how they switch they change i just i don't understand what people think about it i i I, people get too emotional with their players i think especially james robinson because people like oh of course he's going to do it they were very emotional before they didn't want to trade him for etn and then they get just super emotional about these guys. And I just don't understand. That's how you lose. You know, like you can't hold these guys to a certain level like that. You get too emotional and then you that's how you lose in Dynasty. I bet you that 
you could leverage a James Robinson for, let's say, a J.K. Dobbins or like a younger stud running back. I bet that you could even get a DeAndre Swift, you know, like a running back like that, you know, like in that tier. I bet you that you can make that swap one for one right now. You could. I bet you, you know, a guy that I would be targeting a lot is Nick Chubb. Like I've, I'm a big believer in Nick Chubb. If you yeah. think that Nick Chubb can be that guy, you go James Robinson or Nick Chubb and try to maybe maybe to throw some pieces in, maybe not. But I'd rather have Nick Chubb on my roster, even though he's that one contract guy. I'd rather go with Nick Chubb because of the offense that he's in. I know he's going to be the guy, even if Hunt's there. Like he has proven that he's that guy. Right. So that that'd be a different level to Josh Jacobs plus something. Josh right. Jacobs finishes running back eight, and now everybody thinks Josh Jacobs died. So it's like I don't understand quite what's going on here yeah. um, when we look at these numbers. But that's there. Etn's a buy to me, uh, but it just sucks. I you know, yeah, but I'm getting very worried about that Jaguars offense. I'm getting very worried about that system, that offensive line, Urban Meyer. Like there's a lot of things to kind of worry about, and I don't think James yeah. Robinson Robinson's going to get the volume that he got last year because Lawrence is there. Like they're right. going to use Lawrence right. more and Lavisca. And those areas, like we're not going to see the workload. We're just not going to see that volume. I don't see it. Exactly. So, you know, there's that. Now, uh, you know, there's some other news that we can cover really quick. Uh, Daryl Henderson, running back Rams. It looks like he hurt. I don't know. They said maybe. It doesn't look like that. Uh, are you worried at all? Are we like Xavier Jones seems to be the guy I feel like in that offense. What do you feel like that? Yeah, so thankfully it's just a mild thumb sprain. So it's nothing It's nothing for fantasy managers to worry about right now. He'll most likely miss the rest of the preseason, but he is slated to be available for week one against the Bears. So yeah. he is staying firm as my RB22, as a low-end RB2 this season. Okay. If it proves to linger, Jake Funk, who you touted, Kevin, as the better pickup when Cam Akers first went down, has been yeah. outplaying... Xavier Jones all preseason. So it, so if Daryl ends up being questionable for week one, which I don't see happening, but if he is deemed questionable and misses week one, it would most likely be a 60-40 split in favor of Xavier Jones, which wouldn't yield much fantasy value for either player. But Kevin, I'm wondering, I mean, should everyone be picking up Xavier Jones and Jake Funk in every single dynasty league? Yeah, I mean they probably already are if probably. you're if you're pretty active on it. But I did, you know, I did mention Jake Funk. I thought he was a very good pickup. I said that I think maybe three yep. weeks ago, right? Yep. Like I, I said, hey, Jake Funk could be that guy for you guys. I think Xavier Jones is going to get some of the workload in the passing game, like for what it looks like it is there. But it's going to be like if Henderson was to go down. I think it's very 50-50 split between Jones and Funk. And I can see Funk yeah. maybe slipping in there a little bit. Like, so uh, those two guys to keep on the radar. And in a redraft, you know, you just got to keep that eye on that Funk. You know, just keep an eye on him. Like, I think that does be a very good guy to use your waiver wire ads on. I don't think Henderson's going to stay healthy the whole year either. So right. uh, that's the case. And then I'm selling Henderson as well. I told you I'd sell Henderson when the Akers tank went down. Yes. Anyway, like, you got to mm-hmm. get rid of Henderson now if you can. Uh, and then maybe after a couple games, he has some good games. And then because I just don't trust that his ability to stay healthy. Yep, I agree 100%. All right, so we're going to do something a little different. And I'm going to get this up so Jacob can kind of talk about kind of the settings. If I hope he remembers 12-team stuff. And he'll, he'll talk about the settings for the mock draft that we're going to be doing um, while I get it up on the screen. All right, guys. So we are doing a 12-team, one-quarterback league, full PPR. All right, so... You know, adjust. You need to adjust and you need to look at your league settings before 
entering your draft. That is a simple mistake that fantasy managers make all the time. Look in your league settings and look, is it a full PPR? Is it half PPR? Is it standard? Hopefully it's, hopefully it's not standard. Stop playing standard. You know, like Kevin, <laughs> Kevin has been hammering that we just need to grow up guys and just do a full PPR or a half PPR. Um, but this draft is one quarterback full PPR, and it looks like Kevin has got it rolling for us. We got it kind of. We, we know, you know, technology <laughs> to me good. is not the greatest here, but we're gonna go and and we like we said PPR, and I'm gonna draft from the three spot. Jacob's gonna draft from the nine spot because we figure like those picks can be a little bit more difficult, and uh, we wanted to kind of get it as difficult as possible. I mm-hmm. will say we I've done a couple redrafts, so which is crazy to me. I'm actually playing redraft. Jacob's, you know, he's he's rubbed off on me a bit, uh, <laughs> and I and what I had found is like. Though I actually think the one spot is the most valuable spot, and um, based on yeah. team builds, what I've seen, like I really like that one spot. So we're going to talk about mm-hmm. that, but we're going to go, and then as we go, we're just going to give our picks, what we did, kind of why our our thought process, and who who goes before us. So you know, McCaffrey and Chubb go. Wow, Chubb, right? Chubb. Like, I, don't, I don't know what's going on there with Chubb. Like Whoa. It, again, so we're here. So if, if this was to happen. <laughs> Um, if this was to happen, I would definitely take uh, I would definitely take Dalvin Cook. Um, right. that, that's probably what's going to be there. So I'm going to take Dalvin. But what I will talk about is if it goes McCaffrey and Cook, which it probably will. The right. sleepers just sleepers killing us with this mock already. Uh, <laughs> if it if it goes McCaffrey and Cook, you know, to me, uh, I, I've been on the Zeke train. I think Ezekiel Elliott's going to have a good season with Dallas in there. But something changed in me yesterday after watching Jameis play. If Jameis Winston can be the quarterback of the Saints, which I think he's going to earn that spot, I think you have to take Kamara. I think Kamara in PPR should be that third pick. Do you agree or do you think I'm crazy there? Alvin Kamara in a full PPR is a slam dunk number three pick. If this is half PPR, I'm switching it to Derrick Henry. But this is full PPR. It's Alvin Kamara all the way. Yeah, I and I'm a, I'm a big Zeke guy. I just think that you right. know I can't. I, if it's Jameis, I'm 100 percent on board. I did see a take. Someone was talking about like if Jameis is the head head quarterback, it's bad if all the way around. I don't think so. Like not for no. Kamara. Kamara, I'm all aboard for that. I think I think they can get him involved more. They're going to use him more. So if you have the third pick in your draft and Cook and McCaffrey go off, you definitely got to take a shot. Kamara is the pick. I don't think that anybody else would would, would question that. Absolutely. I'm gonna take Cook for mine, but it, it's, you know, just just so we know here. All right. All right. Now, after that, you know, while Jacob gets ready for his, um, it's pretty standard what, what we see. So it went Kamara, Derrick Henry at the 105, uh, Jonathan Taylor at 106, Barkley at the 107, and Devonte Adams at the 108. So first wide receiver off the board is Adams. Uh, do you agree with Adams being the first wide receiver? You okay with that early? Absolutely. Um, Adams is my wide receiver one. He is going to dominate this year with Aaron Rodgers back. So I love that pick. But what's weird is that Ezekiel Elliott is still on the board here. And Zeke is highly debated to be a top three or even, you know, a top five pick this year. So having him slip to me is an easy slam dunk Zeke pick. Now I was expecting either a Nick Chubb or a Jonathan Taylor to fall to me because that's what's usually been happening at the ninth spot. Uh, Usually all the tier one and tier two RBs are already taken. I was getting ready to take Chubb or Taylor because I love them both this year. Everyone is scared off from Jonathan Taylor because of Carson Wentz. Well, Wentz is already practicing again. He is on track to start week one. So, 
Jonathan Taylor can be reinserted back where you had him before the Carson Wentz injury, in my opinion, uh, which Taylor is a top six back to me, but I have, Ze- but I have Zeke one spot ahead of Taylor. So I am for sure slam dunking Zeke and I would take him with the fourth or the fifth pick, but I, but I will take Zeke here with a healthy Dak back. Um, you know, he's not healthy per se, but he is practicing again. He is on track for week one. We shouldn't worry about, we shouldn't worry about Dak, but you Kevin, as, as, as a Cowboys fan, are you worried that Dak is not going to be himself once he returns? Or do you think the Cowboys were just putting the kid gloves on him? I think the kid gloves are on. I think Dak's going to be fine. I do think he's going to have a little hesitation. I heard the thing about Adam Schefter, and they talked about, like, Adam was talking about, oh, he's always going to be injured. Well, yes, like, to a degree. Like, he's going right. to be, um, you know, his ankle is going to be an issue all year because you're timid. Like, I broke my ankle in football, and I remember, like, the first year. Like, it took me a while to get back into it and say, hey, how's it going? So I think he's fine. I love the Zeke pick. The one thing I will say is, like, I put this poll out on, on social media recently, and it had over, like, 500 votes, and it came out, like, 58 to 42 between Zeke or Aaron Jones. So for you – you pick Zeke. Are yeah. you okay with it? Because I think what's going to happen around that that pick, 7, 8, 9, 10, you're going to have to choose between either getting Zeke or a guy like Aaron Jones. Are you okay with that? I am 100% okay with Zeke. Aaron Jones, to me, I am not falling for the first round. You know, everyone is shooting him up because Aaron Rodgers is back and Jamal Williams is gone. Well, I, I still don't see Aaron Jones... I still don't want him at the 109 spot. Now, if I'm at the back end of the first round, mm-hmm. I'll take him there for sure because I can okay. I can I can double up and take Eckler with him. I can take Antonio Gibson with him. You know, I like that spot in taking Jones and another highly elite person. I'm not going to take Aaron Jones when Zeke is still on the board, when Jonathan Taylor is still on the board, when Nick Chubb is still on the board. And I would even pivot to Devonte Adams and Travis Kelsey, if they were still on the board before I chose Aaron Jones. Okay. Um, so after my Zeke pick, uh, we got Tyreek Hill, Stefan Diggs, Aaron Jones, and Patrick Mahomes at the turn. And then DeAndre Hopkins and Eckler. Now I'm not a fan of taking a quarterback that early, even though, you know, you're probably not going to get Patrick Mahomes at the next turn. It's just, quarterbacks you can wait on them in a one quarterback league this is going to change next week when we do our super flex leagues but you can wait on a quarterback guy stack up on those positions running backs and wide receivers now i have a difficult choice on my hands i'm surprised to see travis kelsey fall this far because i would debate taking him in the late first round so it's hard not to take travis kelsey here um Mm -hmm. others who i am thinking about taking is Najee harris antonio gibson and Calvin Ridley here. Uh, I am seriously debating that, but I know, I know that, you know, Darren Waller and George Kittle aren't going to make it back to my next pick. And I want one of those. I want one of those slam dunk tight end options. So I'm going to go with Travis Kelsey here and see how the rest of my draft shakes out. This, this is a mock draft guys. You can take chances and see what happens. So I'm going to take Travis Kelsey here and see who comes back to me at the next turn. 
And I think that's fair. Um, and when I was looking at this, and I did a couple of these on purpose. So I did a couple of these redrafts before. You know what? You know, and we always say wait on quarterbacks, Mahomes at the that is his ADP. So when we're doing these mocks, his ADP sure. technically is that second round. And I forget, I think sometimes too in this community, we think about like, oh, well, of course you wouldn't do that. Well, you're not, you know, people are out there, we're trying to help your leagues for guys that like you might not be like hardcore players like Mahomes might go early in that second round so right. I think it's good to see that like hey you know what I would stay away from that like I probably yeah. wouldn't do it either but some people will I mean some people right. reach and go up um like I saw you know Russell Wilson get drafted three rounds ahead of Dak Prescott in a redraft league Dang. I wouldn't do that no. but I did see it so when right. you look at these things I think that's put um so after you picked Kelsey Najee went right next so you were mm -hmm. right there with the Najee uh Calvin Ridley Metcalf Justin Jefferson and then Joe Mixon. Uh, and so there are anything you do, you see anything wrong with those guys, or you feel okay with that? There's a there's, a, I don't think I would have taken Mixon there. Um, and right with what I'm debated about, yeah, yeah, that's the only that's that that is the only back I wouldn't take just because I think that Antonio Gibson is the better pick, and I also like I also like Dobbins and Clyde over Mixon. That's just me, I think. Mm -hmm. and, I'm staying away from Mixon no matter how far he falls, maybe like <laughs> in the fourth round, but that's just me. That's just, you know, I don't want anything to do with that Pittsburgh Steelers defense and that Ravens defense that he has to face all year. But, yeah. but for that team, team four, they got Alvin Kamara and Joe Mixon, which there's a ton of upside and there's a high floor there. So, so I like that combo of a Kamara and Mixon for him, but now who do you like Kevin? Yeah, so I took Cook in the first, like we talked about. Um, and, you know, you could go a lot of ways with here. I think, uh, you know, being in the front end of these drafts is kind of difficult because there's some there's some tweeners, and you have to make sure you know where runs are going to come from. Uh, you know, A.J. Brown is on the board. Gibson's on the board. Kittle, mm -hmm. Dobbins. Um, so the tight ends for me is something that, like, I really want to get one of those top three tight ends. However, um, for me, I want to always, and I've kind of shifted my thoughts, but in redraft, I'm taking two running backs in the first two rounds. Like you have to, like, yeah. you, you know, unless you get like Kelsey and I, and I yeah. took one um, and Waller could be there too, but mm -hmm. with them still being on the board, it, it kind of makes me feel better. That there's still two there. So I'm going to take the chance. So yeah. for me, I, I'm taking Antonio Gibson. And uh, the reason why is because I compare him with cook. I have him and Antonio, if they use him the Love right it. way, his usage uh, I think that's great for PPR. They're going to get him more involved. We saw his targets go up. We just talked about this the, this weekend on the channel. Mm -hmm. uh, so give me Antonio Gibson. That gives me that Cook and Gibson, kind of my two running backs that I can – basically that's my foundation uh, for yeah. this team, and that's kind of where I'm going to go with that. Dalvin Cook and Antonio Gibson is a fire stack. I love that, Kevin. And now you, you said that you were gambling that Darren Waller would make it to you on the next pick. And yep. what happened? Yeah. And he does. So after yep. Gibson goes Kittle, which I, I can't fault that one. And in Brown, so you got AJ Brown and in Swift. And so Swift gets drafted there and in yep. Robinson. So Allen Robinson. So when you're looking at that, and like I mentioned earlier, I love the options you have as team one. Like when you have to when right. you get the first pick, you get CMC and then you're on the board and there's a lot of great options left for you. You could go, you know, wide receiver or tight end. I probably would have went maybe uh, Swift because I'm a Swift guy. And then mm -hmm. I would maybe went Waller. Uh, yeah. Maybe gotten Waller there, uh, but now it comes back to me. And on the board, you got J.K. Clyde, Darren Waller, Allen, Josh Jacobs, kind of guys like that. Terry McLaurin's there, but for me, it's Waller. I, I'm going to go with the positional advantage, even though it's not tight end premium. Right. I, I think it's just too easy for what he did, and, and and I already have two running backs, so I don't need to reach on J.K. or or Clyde. 
Uh, even though I like those guys, I just feel like it's there. And then I can wait on wide receiver. We're going to talk about that. Yes. Who my wide receiver one be, which I think is a good point. But I'm going to take Darren Waller uh, to add it to my Cook and Gibson. Fantastic pick, man. And your gamble, it paid off. Um, yeah. You know, and, and then after Darren Waller, it went Dobbins, Clyde Edwards, Elaire, Keenan Allen, Terry, Terry McLaurin, and Miles Sanders. So, in my opinion, Miles Sanders in the middle of the third round—that's that's, that's just that's just too high. Um, I know that you know he needed a second running back. He already had Adams, Najee, and he wanted that second running back. But there are other running backs that he could have taken uh, over Sanders. He should have taken Chris Carson. He should have taken a David Montgomery. Uh, even a Daryl Henderson is going to be a safer pick than Sanders, in my opinion. Uh, but especially Carson and Montgomery, I I would want those guys there. But hey, those guys they fell to me. So I'll tell you, I am absolutely thinking about Chris Carson and David Montgomery here to pair with Ezekiel Elliott and Travis Kelsey. But let me just look at wide receivers. Let's see who is available. We got Mike Evans. We got Julio Jones. We got Amari Cooper, Chris Godwin, and Ceedee Lamb. And it is really hard to pass on C.D. Lamb. He has upside for days. He is my wide receiver nine. He like I think I think that sky is the limit for him. We have been touting him all offseason, Kevin. It's really hard to pass on C.D. Lamb here. Um, But since I did take Travis Kelsey, I feel like I need to take a running back or else I am I am going to be hurting because I'm not up for another seven picks after that. so it hurts my heart, but I'm going to bypass CD lamb and pick David Montgomery, which is not a sexy pick at all, but it does give me a nice floor to pair with Zeke here. So I'm going to take Montgomery. And what do you think of that pick, Kevin? Should I have taken lamb? You know, I was going to ask you because, you know, in a, in a fantasy pros mock that I did with a bunch of fantasy pros guys, I had your almost exact team. I took Zeke, I took Waller, and then I had that same choice and I ended up taking CD. Okay. So, and then when the fourth round came around, I got miles. So, and then, but miles is already off the board. So right Right. now, so you have Zeke, Kelsey and Montgomery. And then the next best running back on there is Daryl Henderson, Kareem Hunt, Miles Gaskin, James Robinson. Right. So I think he made the right pick there based on yeah. how the board shifted. So after he picked um, Montgomery, it went Evans, Carson, Jacobs, uh, Julio, which I think is kind of a reach, Allen, yeah. and Cooper. So Whoa. So C.D. Lamb, he dropped to me anyways. Now that's still there. That probably won't happen in your home leagues, guys. But hey, it could. But, you know, it probably could. not. Probably not. His upside is just through the roof. I can see one of your friends or your family members reaching on him in like the early third or second, but Hey, if he drops to you in the fourth round, that is an automatic pick there guys. CD lamb in the early fourth is probably the easiest is the easiest pick that I can make all draft. (laughs) Yeah, that's easy there. So after them, it goes, um, you know, Murray, Henderson, uh, Lamar Jackson, Kyle Pitts, and then cup. So uh, interesting thing I want to ask you with this. So it's, so fourth round, we have three quarterbacks. We have Allen, Murray, and Jackson. That's pretty much verbatim of like who's going to go there. Uh, and then basically we have Mahomes go in the second. So we know that now. Yeah. Are you – the fourth round seems to be when people are going to start getting those guys, like Lamar, those guys there, fifth round maybe. Um, is that too early for you to take a quarterback? 
fourth round, I would only I would only consider taking a Patrick Mahomes, and he's not lasting until there. Like I I am serious, guys. You, you can get great quarterback value in the eighth, ninth, tenth round. Okay, you don't have to spend up on these elite guys. Yes, they are safe, but they are not they are not the league they are not the league winners that we think that they are you know like there there is not much parity between the quarterback 1 and the quarterback 12 guys like there there are lots of options out there you know like fantasy is built for the quarterback just like today's NFL like okay so you guys can wait uh i Understand if you do want to take a Josh Allen or a Kyler Murray based on upside, based on just that high floor, but I urge you to just wait. You can wait on quarterbacks. I am very much a zero, zero quarterback guy. Okay. No, I agree. I think that's good. Now, this is where I get into the point of like, I struggle with this this decision a little bit. So, like, I have Cook, I have Gibson, and I have Waller. Uh, now, obviously, wide receiver probably is a need for me. Uh, but then I look at the board, and it's Godwin, Robert Woods, DJ Moore, Adam Thielen, Jamar Chase, Tyler Lockett, Galladay, Deontay Johnson, Brandon Ayuk. So that's kind of who's on the board at the wide receiver position. I look at everything, and I just keep going back to that. And I and it's crazy because I don't really like running backs, but I like them more in redraft. And so I look at like, the right. running backs on the board, and there's a big teardrop. So after you know Travis Etienne is out, then you have you know you have Kareem Hunt, you have Miles Gaskin. James Robbins, Javante, Mike Davis, Chase Edmonds. There's a clear tier after I feel like James Robinson. Like now that we know the ETN news, and I know I mentioned him about like, hey, he should be a running back too. But realistically, I could grab him right here, have a solid running back two option and pair that with Cook and Gibson. That would maybe hurt my wide yeah. receivers a little bit. Um, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to actually draft James Robinson and I'm going to get my wide receiver one in the fifth round because I think there's more value at the wide receiver position uh, that you can grab and just plug and play. So that's what I'm doing. How do you feel about that after I do it? And you can yell at me and tell me that I'm an idiot. No, you made, you made a fantastic point, man. There's, there's no, there's no other backs that offer the combination of James Robinson's ceiling and his floor. Like he is the safest running back that you could take at, at that, you know, because, because I am not, I am not trusting Gaskin. Uh, I'm not trusting Mike Davis at that spot, you know, like later. Yes, but not right there. And those were your next two best options. Uh, yes, there is a uh, uh, Javante Williams. If you wanted to take that upside, but we need for sure starters who are going to start week one. And yeah, Javante Williams is a guy that I think will take over, you know, sometime between week four and week six, but you know, we don't want to go. Oh, and three during that time. We don't want to risk that. <laughs> so James Robinson to pair with your Dalvin cook and Antonio Gibson and your Waller. That's a great start, Kevin. Yeah, and then after that, you know, Robert Woods would have been the guy probably I would have grabbed as my wide receiver one or Godwin. Uh, so Robert Woods went, then then Mark Andrews, then Godwin, and then Kareem Hunt. So it came back to me. I think this is an easy pick for me. I'm taking DJ Moore as my okay. wide receiver one. Uh, All in, right, Kevin. So, so are you so are you a big believer in DJ Moore? Are you are you scared of Sam Darnold right now of what he's shown? I know you are a big Sam Darnold guy, you know, like yeah. you are, you are a truther, but let's say what we've been seeing is who Sam Darnold is. Do you think that's a possibility and we should push DJ Moore down? Or do you think that DJ Moore is quarterback proof no matter what? 
I think where he's at at that fifth round is about where he should be going. Like okay. if you can get him in that fifth round in PPR formats where I think he's going to get the targets because I think he is that good and he's, and he's going to basically – I think Darnold – I think Darnold is underrated in terms of just like I think he gets crapped on very easily. It's easy to make fun of him about the ghosts and all that stuff. But he's in a real system. You know, they always show highlights or lowlights in, in camp and they say, oh, he got hurt or he threw this interception. And like, it's like, of course, you're going to, you know, crap on Darnold. I think Moore can be a very solid wide receiver two option. Now, in terms of my team, I'm hoping that Cook, Gibson, and Robinson can all finish in the top 16. And then I can yeah. add, put them in my flex. Then if I have Moore as a wide receiver two, if he finishes a wide receiver two, that doesn't hurt me as much because of Waller. Because the right. Waller's positional av- advantage that you could have, I think that matters. And I think more was a capable wide receiver one on your team, as long as your other positions are more stable. Um, and I have a safer floor. But that's Love just it. my you know, my opinion. Because after that, it's yeah. either Adam Thielen, Lockett, or Chase. And I feel like more Thielen could have been it in redraft. But I, I do question, like, okay, do I want to pair Cook and Thielen together in that offense? True. That, you know, that's, that's the one that's the one thing I kind of limit now offense isn't right. the greatest. Like when we're looking at what they're trying to accomplish, I'd rather have the running back in that offense. Right. Uh, so then it went Thielen, it get miles Gaskin, who I think in PPR is going to really eat. Like he's going to be a legit running back this year, TJ Hawkinson, Lockett, and then Jamar chase. So now you're on the board after taking Elliot, Kelsey, Montgomery and lamb. So who are you going after now? Okay. So I'm on the board. Here is, here is my mindset. I, I had two, high floor RBs in Zeke and Montgomery. I have CD lamb as my wide receiver one, uh, which, uh, which is a high upside, high ceiling yeah. play. He's not your typical, like, you know, like a surefire wide receiver one. We just think that he will be just because of all the factors, you know, like Dak's back and Dak and Dak was targeting him a ton in the few weeks that he was healthy last season. So, So right now I am looking at wide receiver. I am looking someone who is safe because lamb has so much upside right now. I want, I want a wide receiver who is, who is extremely safe to pair with my high upside, high ceiling CD lamb. Now we look at the list. It's not exactly promising. I see one guy that I'm going that, that, that I, Oh, I see. I see two guys here. Deontay Johnson. Okay. Deontay. Can I, can I guess the other one? You sure can. Is it Ayuk? Absolutely. Ayuk? Yep. Okay. It is Brandon Ayuk. And that's so to me, Ayuk is extremely safe because the Niners are centering their offense around this guy. That's what was happening yeah. last season. Like he was, he w- he had, I think, five top 12 weeks. Uh, and he only played 12 weeks as a rookie. I mean, I mean, this guy, he's not your prototypical safe player. But to me, I think that the Niners have big plans for him. And whether it's Jimmy G or it's Trey Lance starting, I think that Brandon Ayuk is going to eat. And I know, Kevin, that you have my back on this one. So why don't yeah. you go on a go on a Brandon, Brandon Ayuk uh, little rant here for me? No, I think he's a very solid uh, wide receiver too in this aspect. With Lamb and him there, like he could have those wide receiver one numbers that you like in PPR. They're going to get him involved. I know yeah. the only thing that the, then the, the thing that I talk about and the thing that I've like mentioned to people, like we never saw all those guys not 
injured at the, like uh, not on the field at the same time. So Kittle, True. Debo, Ayuk, like there's some things that we got to look at that quarterback situation. I think we could maybe be like, Hey, who's it going to be? And mm-hmm. it seems like it's probably going to be Jimmy to start. Like we've been kind of mentioning and maybe trails get in there a little earlier, but yeah. I still think they're going to target and value him. So like, to me, I like that pick. I think that he's a very safe, if he's your wide receiver too, that's, that's a high ceiling pick. Uh, and I like that. And then after you went Deontay Johnson, so you were on the right track there. Yeah. Um, Devonta Smith went next. Mike Davis, who I'm out on. <laughs> Kenny Galladay. Yeah. Michael Thomas went in the sixth round. Are you comfortable drafting Michael Thomas that early with with his injuries? So looking at Team 11's team construct, they already had three wideouts. They took Stefan Diggs, Hopkins, and Devonta Smith. So they were set at wide receiver with only one running back, Chris Carson. I would have probably pivoted to a running back, but I can see that they probably didn't like the choices and yeah. they just want to go for that upside in Thomas and like later in the season. I personally would not do that. I am not spending more than an eighth to ninth round pick on Thomas because I want all of my starters to be set and I want two solid depth guys. Okay. Before I even think about taking a risk on Thomas. Uh, I don't blame him, but he should have looked elsewhere. I don't know. What do you think about Michael Thomas? How high would you draft him? I would draft until the eighth. Like that's kind of yeah. where my mindset is. Like now, you know, I think one underrated thing that we don't talk about a lot in redraft, you can trade. Like there are abilities yeah. to kind of, you know, asset trade. Not everybody does it. And it depends on the league that you're in. But Thomas would be a good, interesting trade piece, I think, in redraft. Like, you can draft him, and then maybe a team has some injuries at that wide receiver position, and then you can kind of maneuver him a little bit. But only in the eighth. I'm not touching him before the eighth or ninth round. Like, I'm just not doing it. Like, the sixth would be too early for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't agree more. So, um, after I took Ayuk, um, like you said, Deontay Johnson, Devonta Smith, Mike Davis, Kenny Galladay, Michael Thomas, and Justin Herbert. So here I have my two running backs, my two wideouts, uh, and my tight end and Travis Kelsey. Okay, so here is where I peek over and see what's available at quarterback. You know, like I'm like, okay, so Russell Wilson's there and Dak Prescott's there. Aaron Rodgers is there. I would only consider taking Dak Prescott. Um, but I'm telling you guys, I am a man of my word. I am going to wait on quarterbacks. So I, I, especially with two flex spots, um, I'm going to, I am going to look at either running back or a wide receiver. The best running backs available are Javante Williams. I can take that stab right now since I do have a nice floor with my running back Zeke and Montgomery, um, Chase Edmonds or Mostert. Javante Williams is my is the best running back available. But then I look at the wideouts. We got Odell Beckham Jr. and T. Higgins. There's also Smith Schuster and Claypool. Um, Claypool has been dealing with some sort of ankle injury that he's going to be kept out. That kind of uh, that kind of gives me pause right now. Um, so I'm actually I am in between uh, Javante Williams and T. Higgins. I'm going to go with T Higgins here. I think that he is the wide receiver one in Cincinnati. He will be all season. Um, even though there are, there are concerns with Jamar chase, not picking up the offense. He's not creating separation, but it's just going to take time for him. So I think that T Higgins takes advantage of that and is the wide receiver one there. And he's going to produce nice, nice, low end wide receiver two numbers for me. So I'm going to go with T Higgins there. 
I like that pick. Um, I wish you would have been, you know, falling down to me to where I'm at. Uh, but I mean, you're right on that take. Javante Williams went next. Yeah. Russell Wilson, Juju, Dak Prescott, and then uh, DJ Chark. I got sniped by the computer. Dang. Uh, so uh, when you're looking at like my, again, my team is Cook, Gibson, Waller, Robinson, and more. Um, I'm going wide receiver here. Like we just kind of mentioned, like who are we gonna get? Uh, and I'm going to go a little off the board a little bit. I think some people might, you know, question where that, but I'm getting our guy, Jerry Judy. Uh, I love it. I'm, I'm taking Judy here for upside and, you know, Sutton still with that, yeah, that, that knees worries me. Like you said, Claypool's a little hurt. I yeah. can never draft Odell Beckham again. So don't ask me to, I'm nope. out, I'm out on OBJ. Like it's never. just someone that I'm just not, the value still isn't there in a sixth round. I don't think the value is there for me. Um, I'm going to take Judy who I think is look great in camp. He's got a good, you know, if you yep. can, if he can get to that wide receiver two numbers, I like his upside. So I'm going to go with Judy at this pick. Yeah, and Judy Judy has shown a good rapport with both Teddy B and with Drew Locke. So he is a very safe pick there with a super high ceiling. So I have high hopes for him as well. Yeah, no, I, I do too. And after that, OBJ went, you know, good luck team too. And yeah. then Chase Edmonds, who I I, I considered uh, sure. just based on PPR. Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers went in the seventh round. And then Leonard Fournette, get out of here with that. Don't draft Leonard Fournette. Leonard. I'm out. Just wait for Rojo later. That's right. right. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. Now, comes back to me. And now this is an interesting spot. I really could go anywhere. I'm looking at quarterback right now. Tom Brady, Trevor Lawrence, Matthew Stafford, Tannehill's there, Joe Burrow. Even mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts is still there. I'm going to stay away from quarterback. I still think there's value there. And, yeah. and it's it's too early for me to reach. Um, I never draft quarterbacks early. I just don't do it. It's just not It's just not something I like to do. Yeah. Uh, running backs. You know, Mostert's there. Melvin Gordon, Rojo, Trey Sermon, Michael Carter, Damian Harris. To me, there's just not a clear running back that I want from that group. They're all in the kind of the same tier. And you know what, to be honest, coming back to wide receiver, Claypool is still there. And so that that's kind of, I think where I'm going to have to go after that, it's Mm -hmm. Debo, Jalen Waddle, you know, LaVisca's there. And so we just kind of mentioned like, you know, where they're going to be at with targets and stuff. I LaVisca could be the pick, but for me, it's Claypool because of his touchdown upside um, in yeah. that offense. And he's someone that I think that, you know, um, could benefit very well. And getting him as the third Pittsburgh wide receiver in this draft, I think is a good value. I love that. I love that. That's a great pick. I was hoping, I was hoping that he would fall to me, but I like that value. He's six, four, he's a beast. You know, he's dealing with, a, he's dealing with an injury, but Hey man, it's, it's round seven where you can take that risk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll take that risk all day. After that went Rojo, my guy, great pick. Uh, yep. Mostert is in a, then Melvin Gordon, Noah Fant and in Sutton. So Cortland Sutton. So Denver Broncos going around the sixth or seventh round. So left on the borders for you. Where are you going? So my three running backs that I wanted after I took T Higgins last round, (laughs) two of them are taken. So I'm kind of like, all right, you made my decision decision easy here. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and take Trey Sermon, who I think has a ton of upside. I think that he splits 50, 50 with Mostert. We know that Raheem Mostert doesn't have the, uh, doesn't have the best injury history and sermon is already being touted as the one B in this offense to Raheem Mostert's one a, and I've already talked about this Raheem Mostert, even at his healthiest average 15 touches per game. And in this run heavy offense with no Jeff Wilson, that means that Trey sermon is bound to take at least 10 touches per game. I see him at least 12 touches per game to start. And then eventually he's going to eat into Raheem Mostert's workload. And if 
Mostert can even stay healthy, I think, you know, which would be incredible. I still think that Sermon has that low-end RB2 value all season just because of this Niners run-heavy offense. So I really like Sermon there in the late seventh round. Uh, And so after Sermon went Robbie Anderson, Jarvis Landry, Mike Jasicki, Jalen Waddle, Brandon Cooks, and Debo Samuel, who I was sniped with Debo Samuel. I really wanted him just because I wanted his upside, but I didn't want to reach too high in the seventh yeah, because his ADP is the eighth to ninth round. But Team 10 must must really like his upside here and must really, really like his chances, chances of staying healthy. That's the only thing that yeah. deters me away from Samuel. He's always hurt. But when he's on the field... He is getting touch after touch. He is like Ayuk light out there. <laughs> uh, that's how much I like Brandon Ayuk. That's how much we love him. He, you know, Brandon Ayuk is awesome. But then Debo Samuel is going to get probably the same amount of touches as long as he can stay healthy. That's the only question. So with Debo sniping, uh, man. So looking at my team, I have. Ezekiel Elliott, David Montgomery, C.D. Lamb, Brandon Ayuk, Travis Kelsey, T. Higgins, and Trey Sermon. So I can either look at the quarterbacks here, who we got Tom Brady, Trevor Lawrence, Matthew Stafford, and Ryan Tannehill. So here's where you need to be strategic, guys. You look ahead and see who doesn't and who does have a quarterback. The only ones that don't have a quarterback are Team 4, Kevin and team two. So three people don't have a quarterback and I like at least four quarterbacks left. I like Brady. I like Trevor Lawrence. I like Matthew Stafford and Ryan Tannehill. And I also like Jalen hurts. Jalen hurts is actually the one that I like best. He's just bought down here in the rankings. And I just think that he's already been picked. <laughs> so, <laughs> so with Jalen hurts being down there and Trevor Lawrence still and Brady, I, I am going to risk it and wait. So I, I think I am going to go with the upside pick of a running back or wide receiver. LaVisca Chenault's still there. Um, Antonio Brown. Tyler Boyd in a PPR. This is where Tyler Boyd can go higher in a PPR here. And I yeah. think I, I am waffling between Chenault and Boyd, but in a PPR, this is where I'm going to take my shot. Oh, but I have Higgins. Yeah, Higgins. yeah. Right, right, right. I have T Higgins. So that's something else that you guys need to think about. You don't want to stack, um, you know, on, I mean, like you want to stack your quarterback and wide receiver sometimes that's okay, but not two wideouts on the same team. So that makes my decision easier here. I'm going to go to LaVisca Chenault as my, what that's my wider, re- my fourth wide receiver, which I yeah. love. That's a great pick. Uh, Dallas Goddard comes next. Michael Carter, Damian Harris, and then Tyler Boyd, and then Tom Brady. So the team that you talked about that needed a quarterback took Tom Brady. Yeah. Um, that's going to be there. Again, you know, I'm going to look as I go. I, I think, you know, LaVisca having that there. Um, I have two running or three running backs and three wide receivers. So I really could go kind of any way here. So just looking kind of at my flex options. James Conner is not somebody that I want at all. Uh, he's not there. Kenyon Drake, no way. Uh, none of those guys really pop off to me when I'm looking at like, hey, can they kind of be there? What are they looking at? Uh, yeah. For me, you know, I, I want to go wide receiver again. Um, I'm going to I'm going to risk the not taking a quarterback here. Yeah. And I, I'm going to, you know, when when looking at like who's left on that roster and, and where they're there, I'm going to go a little deep. And uh, this is definitely a reach depending on ADP or what you think of. But I'm taking Darnell Mooney. Um, in the eighth just because i think that he's going to have that that year that we all want to see from him Um, 
After Mooney, it went Lawrence, Connor, uh, Antonio Brown, who I actually – you could have made an argument for Antonio Brown. I think that yeah. he's going to have a good season with them. And then Drake – um, so it came back to me there. I am actually going to take my quarterback now. Uh, this is a good spot for me. I like the ninth to 10th round where it's going to be. And for me, who's on the board, it's Stafford, Tannehill, Hurts. Uh, I, I would take Hurts because of that rushing upside. I just have a lot of question marks about Hurts. I know you like Hurts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tannehill, I think, is a very safe guy. But I'm taking Stafford because of the Akers okay. injury. They have Henderson there, yes. But I do think that he's going to be a very solid quarterback. Um, so I'm going to take Matthew Stafford as my quarterback off the board. Yeah, yeah. I can easily see Stafford passing for 5,000 yards and 30 Ooh. touchdowns. So that's a great pick, man. That's a great did, pick. So Jacob just lost some of his quarterbacks off the board. So Tannehill come next. Gronkowski, yep. Burrow comes next. After that, Tanyan and then Hertz goes right before Jacob. Uh, so huh. where where are you going to go with this with this pick now? That hurts, guys. But hey, this 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 is why we mock. All right. Yeah. So none of those quarterbacks, other people got an early, early second quarterback, which could happen in your home leagues, but that's just silly. Yeah. That uh, but hey, you know what? I I took the risk and I lost. So now I need to pivot and I need to just stack up my my skill position players, my running backs and my wideouts, because I'm not gonna reach on <laughs> Baker Mayfield or, you know, or Matt Ryan or a Kirk Cousins. Those are streamable guys in a one quarterback league. I would rather stream than to draft one of those guys earlier. So I'm going to look at who is best available. um, And I'm looking down the list. You know, I see some names, you know, I see David Johnson from Houston. I'm not taking him. Uh, You know, I would rather have Philip Lindsay later. Uh, I see Will Fuller, who's kind of a risk. He's not playing until week two because he is suspended. Uh, I'm thinking about him, maybe. Then we got Zach Moss, A.J. Dillon, Hollywood Brown, and Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman, to me, is very interesting. He's kind of a wild card, but with Wentz coming back, Pittman could be the wide receiver one on that team. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm going to go with that upside here with my fifth wide receiver i'm gonna go with michael Pittman and just gamble that he he is gonna have a huge year in his second year in that system so i'll go with michael Pittman. i like that pick no i think that pick's good um i agree with that you know david johnson not touching uh thomas goes next logan thomas Corey davis would have been an option i think i think Corey davis uh with that what is really looking at jets higby zach moss and now we have first defense off the board in the 10th round the buccaneers uh i'm definitely not taking a defense until the last Last two rounds, I don't care. Uh, and then a kicker. So I'm, I'm staying out there. Now, who are you going to grab here? 100%, Kevin. Yeah, so I was uh, I was thinking about Will Fuller or Michael Pittman. I have a ton of wideouts, but I don't think it's ever a bad idea to stack all those wideouts. Um, because when I look at the running back, I see A.J. Dillon, Devin Singletary, Naheem Hines, Gus Edwards, Tony Pollard, and Philip Lindsay. This is actually right now where the time I'm thinking about Philip Lindsay, but since he's so low, uh, I'm going to take the risk that he comes back unless you take him, Kevin, which I understand, but, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not going to risk it or I am going to risk it. I am going to go ahead and take Devin Singletary and see if he Ooh. can finally have a decent season, especially in a PPR league. He's going to get those catches. So I'm going to take Singletary and just hope that Philip Lindsay comes back. We'll see. 
Yeah, he's probably well. We'll see here in a second. Why I did yeah. this. So Singletary went. Uh, Marquise Brown went next. Fuller. Mike Williams was a guy I was targeting in this round. If Mike okay. Williams would have fell to my pick, um, I'm really high on Mike. If he could stay healthy, like we've mentioned in the past, if he could do right. it, I think he's a solid wide receiver too. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens went and AJ Dillon. Uh, so for me, when I'm just looking at the board, just to kind of go over, like I haven't picked up a fourth running back yet. So I went running back heavy and then I was able to get more Judy Claypool and Mooney. So taking some shots at wide receiver with Stafford as my quarterback, uh, to me, this, to me, it comes down to three guys from the running back position. I want to grab my fourth guy here. It's Naheem Hines Edwards. Like it's either one of those guys. Uh, and I love Hines and PPR formats. I think he's going to be there. But the upside of Edwards in that offense, I like Dobbins, but they do love Edwards in the red zone. He's had all those numbers I've talked about in there. I think this is just, it's too hard to pass on Edwards. So I'm going to grab Edwards. Now, if Naheem falls to me, I could maybe grab Naheem again and just do do two running backs real quick Mm -hmm. and stack those guys. Um, But we'll see how that works. Let's take the rest. Irv Smith went next. Gallup, Rams, and then two defenses went off the board. Uh, and so I'm taking Hines. So I'm going to grab right. Edwards and Hines as my two kind of running backs. Sure, up that side. And PPR, I think they're good plug-and-play guys and good backups to have. I love that. Yeah. Uh, and then and then after Hines, we got Curtis Samuel. And then a kicker run. We got Jason Sanders, Young Ho Koo, Justin Tucker, and Harrison Butker all <laughs> went. So all the kickers are going. But we're going to keep stacking, Kevin, and – we're not going to waste our pick on a kicker or defense until the last two rounds. Um, so right now uh, I took Devin Singletary and took the risk that Philip Lindsay might come back to me. And he did the gamble. It paid off. And I think that Philip Lindsay ends up leading this team in carries, even though the Texans offense is yeah. a tire fire. Uh, it doesn't matter because this is depth. This is my, f- this is my fifth RB guys. You want to go for a guy who has that upside. Philip Philip Lindsay has that motor, has that has that acceleration to take it to the house on any play. So I'm going to go with that upside here with Philip Lindsay. Um, and then Tyler Bass goes after him. The Steelers defense, Browns defense, Rugs, Baker Mayfield, and Justin Fields. So I was wow. low key. I was low key hoping that Justin <laughs> Fields would make it back to me there in the next round. Uh, but it was between him and Trey Lance. I know that Justin Fields has a clear path to starting, but. Trey Lance isn't far behind him. I think that Trey Lance could start as, as soon as week four. Um, so I'm going to go with Trey Lance there and then see who's available at quarterback in the next round to, to as a stopgap until Trey Lance takes over. So I'm going to take okay. Trey Lance here. I think that's an interesting strategy, right? You just take the young kid that you think is going to start and then you can plug and play and fill some guys in um, and go from there. Uh, No, I like that. So I took those two running backs. I'm not going to even look at the running back position. I don't need to. Wide receiver for me when I'm looking at the board, Bateman's there and I love Bateman. And it seems like he's playing and he's doing those things, but I'm going to stay away from Bateman right now. I really want to get a a safe floor kind of guy. But to me, when I'm looking at the board, it's Marvin Jones, Devontae Parker, Hilton, Gage, uh, even Rondell Moore there and, and those guys but i'm gonna grab uh marvin jones and some guy that we've been talking uh, about as the yep. injury i'm taking marvin um as a, as that wide receiver especially in ppr Love after it. that bateman goes hunter henry tony go. pollard matt ryan uh i don't know if you're looking at him and now what i'm gonna yeah. do i'm gonna reach a little bit i'm taking jacoby myers from new england uh i think that could be the wide receiver one there has those targets ppr i think he's getting slept on a little bit um so i'm gonna take jacoby you took him over nelson aguilar that's interesting I did. Yes. Very, very interesting because I was looking at Aguilar or a stopgap or a stopgap 
quarterback like Matt Ryan or Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is still there. So I'm going to grab Kirk Cousins. I think he is underrated, even though he's a part of a he's a part of a run first offense. I think that Kirk Cousins is extremely solid, has has a very nice floor. So I'm going to go with Cousins there. Uh, and I'm going to be willing to stream if Cousins doesn't have a good matchup and Lance still isn't starting because there's going to be a lot of quarterbacks available after this draft. Yeah. Um, so, so for, so for this pick, do you take, so, you know, Jamal went, we can kind of go over that JK, you know, them, do you take a backup tight end at all? Or do you just, cause I don't, I usually just stream the second tight end if I have to, I only take a backup tight end when I take like a flyer pick on, on a tight end in the 13th round, like, you know, like a Cole Komet, let's, uh, you know, like I like to have an insurance policy of another tight end after that, but I have Travis Kelsey. I'm not going to take another one until I have a bye week, you know? Uh, So right here, uh, it's our last two rounds. We're taking a kicker or defense. Uh, I really like Greg Zerline uh, and Robbie gold here. Uh, So I like Zerline. He's a part of what's going to be a high scoring Dallas Cowboys offense. So Greg Zerline has a high floor there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Kicker on here. Um, The one thing I will say for everybody out there and and we'll go through this quick, I'm going to, you know, kicker defense, whatever, Um, know your settings. So if you're, if your league allows you not to have to pick kickers and defenses yet, because some leagues will do that, do that. Just pick mm. as many draft eligible players as you can and then drop whoever you need to drop before the first week if they allow ad drops like that. Smart. Because you can just, and then if injuries happen, now you're sitting like, let's say you have a deeper draft and you took Carlos Hyde. Okay, instead of a kicker. Well, now Hyde's value just shut up instead mm-hmm. of that kicker that you had. Um, it depends on how deep those drafts are and, and so forth. But don't like don't make yourself have to draft a kicker in defense. If the rules don't state you have to in the initial draft, right. use those picks for other things, right? And just kind of and then then you can kind of add and, and and do the what type of things you do. So know your rules. I know it sounds mm-hmm. stupid, but God, it's just people don't know the rules in this stuff. Um, you know what's funny is that somebody somebody could have picked up James Robinson with their last pick instead of a kicker and they could have won their league. So that's a brilliant point there, Kevin. Yeah. Um, Now, as far as defenses go, you know, I I redraft for me. I struggle with this one a lot because you know where I'm at. I'm going to pick a defense in in the, in this round because I'm back to back. It's close. I probably would go kicker. Otherwise Um, I'm going to take Miami. I think that they have an ability to, you know, they had an improved defense last year. I've been actually taking them in some of my redraft leagues. I think they can score, and I love their special teams, and they're, they have one of the best special teams coaches in the country. Yeah. So if, you're, if your points do that, you can go there. So I take Miami as my defense. And then um, after that, kickers go off the board a little bit. I usually just take, you know, I take the highest – uh, rated kicker there. I believe sure. my boy Robbie Gold is all right uh, from the San Francisco high scoring yeah. offense there. And I usually just take Robbie Gold and or whoever is there, and that's how I do it. Love that pick. And then and then after after Robbie Gold went Rondale Moore, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Jared Cook, Alexander Madison, and Chuba Hubbard. So we got a couple of insurance policies there. And so now I need a defense. And I was looking it up and. The San Francisco 49ers defense has a cakewalk in the first two weeks. They face the Detroit Lions, and then they face the Philadelphia Eagles. So I am very much a streamer guy when it comes to defenses, kickers, and tight ends. If I don't take one of the top three tight ends, I love to stream. You know, And mm-hmm. uh, I love to stream quarterbacks as well. But uh, 
defense is there. I am set for the first two weeks if I take the 49ers. Oh, wait a minute. Are the 49ers? Yeah, they got drafted a couple of rounds ago. So oh, you're off the board. Somebody yeah, already your, knew. Somebody already knew. Son of a gun. Son of a gun. All right. So, um, you know what? Then I am just going to make a homer pick here. Uh, I am going to go with, well, yes, with the Denver Broncos. I kind of <laughs> lucked out there because the Broncos are facing the New York Giants in, in week one. So that's a perfect streamer option for you guys. So I'm glad all that right. I'm glad that we can figure that out all together, guys. <laughs> all right. So uh, just to kind of go over, uh, you know, what we have and, and kind of go through our team. So I have Dalvin Cook, Gibson, Waller, James Robinson, DJ Moore, Judy, Claypool, Mooney, Stafford, Gus Edwards, Naheem Hines, Marvin Jones, Jacoby Myers, and then Miami and the kicker. Uh, Robbie Gold from, you know, the Niners. And then on Jacob's side, he's got Elliott, Kelsey, Montgomery, Lamb, Ayuk, Higgins, Sermon, Chanel, Pittman, Singletary, Lindsey, Lansing Cousins, and then Zoroloin and the Broncos. Uh, is there any pick immediately that you regret? Regret? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> that's a great question. I don't think I regret a specific pick. I guess I, guess I will go back to when I gambled uh in what round when i could have taken Tannehill and hurts yeah so i took um i took chenault instead of addressing my quarterbacks in round nine so when i do my next mock i'm going to see if that same thing happens or i should just take a quarterback in round nine instead of gambling there uh so i should have taken a quarterback there like a Tannehill, a Brady, or a Jalen Hurts, who is my guy. Uh, so that is the pick I regret the most. How about you, Kevin? You know, I don't regret any, like, huge part of it. The <laughs> one thing that I wish that I could have got is Chark instead of Judy. Um, I believe Chark's going to come back from that injury, and he's going to yeah. do well in that offense, especially now with ETN out. So mm-hmm. I think that I would have loved to have gotten Chark instead of Judy there. Um, but other than that, like I based on I, I, I agree. I think the way I drafted three running backs in the first four rounds, I, I agree with that. And I like the fact when you draft a tight end early, you don't have to worry about it again. And then right. that's positional advantage matters so much. You don't need to draft another tight end. You don't have to worry about it. Like yes. I'm not rolling out like this guy who's got Hawkinson and Jared Cook. Right. Okay, that's all right, but you know, it's there. And the one thing I would point out as I've been doing these mocks the last few weeks and even drafts, that fourth and fifth round is all wide receivers mostly. Like it's right. just hit with wide receivers so if you're in that position where like you kind of reach on some players you can really get stuck if you don't grab a wide receiver in that area like that's the death zone fourth and fifth round those receivers are going so be on the middle of that run if you're on the ends of those runs it's going to hurt you so if you're at the beginning or end of the draft just know like that fourth round you might need to reach a little bit on a wide receiver because when it comes back it's going to be barren yeah yeah two Piggyback off that, if you do take Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller, or George Kittle in the first three rounds, like you said, you have to hammer those wideouts in the fourth, fifth, and sixth, at least spend two picks on them because you're probably going to be hurting. And yeah, I mean, like, I wouldn't mind reaching a little bit, you know, like I did. I picked Travis Kelsey in the second round and then Montgomery in the third. And then I hammered wideouts. I took CD Lamb, I took Brandon Ayuk, and T Higgins. Yeah. So hammer those wideouts. If you hammer. take. If you take those top three tight ends early. And then just for you, like, and it, I like Jacob's drafts just to understand, like, Elliot went first and he took Montgomery and then he waited and he's going to have to, you know, Sermon could be really good, 
but right. he also could be behind. So then right. you worry like Singletary, like, so if you do do that, just know, like, if you're going to pound that, I maybe like for you, I, I maybe Javante, maybe you, you, I thought you would take Javante Williams at right. six, five instead of six, four. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then maybe if you would have came around, you could have got like a Debo um, instead of like, you know, and so the, it is interesting. True. Like, you, where are you going to get your third running back? I think really matters. Like I think a third running back guy to go after is like Rojo, Damian Harris. Um, If you're not going to go early, like I did Rojo, I feel like is a pretty safe pick for me. Cause I don't believe in, uh, I just don't believe in, in uh, Leonard Fournette. Uh, But if you go there, I think those are guys that look at, and then after that, like I'm big on the Edwards and the Heinz bus. That's why I drafted them because I think they have a lot of upside as, as, as backups but at the same time edwards has standalone value with how they yeah. use them in that offense and so does Hines. they use them in the kind of the similar fashion yes that that and philip Lindsay late guys all those yeah. running backs all all, right. all those running backs target them all right well hey i hope that you guys enjoyed it um you know we did as well to kind of go over it and just kind of yeah. talk about everything that we do in redraft and, and, and ppr i know a lot of drafts are happening this week and we wanted to get this ppr one out as soon as possible Uh, i believe next week we're gonna go half ppr right we're gonna kind of venture in that world the half ppr and superflex right yes yes we're gonna go go. either half ppr superflex we're gonna go superflex ppr we'll figure that out but superflex because there has been some leagues and people talking about superflex in there um and then we can answer some keeper questions that that i've been getting sent so uh other than that i think we are rolling how do you how do you i hope you feel good about your draft i love mock drafting guys Mock, mock, mock. This is mock season, guys. You do all this stuff to practice and to see what you can get, what you can get away with. So mock every day until your draft day, guys. Uh, yeah, and 16, 16 more days. So mock every day. <laughs> yeah. And what else is it to do? We're not working, guys. Let's just right. mock, have some fun and be in drafts. I feel like I've been on the clock everywhere the last, like, yeah. I don't know, six months. But here we go. <laughs> we appreciate you guys tuning in. As always, find us on the Triple Play Fantasy Network. Hit that subscribe button and find us on Tuesdays at 730 Eastern. All right, guys. Thank you, guys.